Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The Volume. Yo, what's going on? A brand new episode of Snaps Monday, Turkey Week, boys and... My internet remains nothing to be thankful for. In fact, it's got me ready to for someone. Uh, so I'm going to try to host a show where I keep my talking minimum because that fucking makes sense. Anyway, <laughs> not trying to put a dour uh, dampener on the open here. I'm T-Bob Bear. He's Aaron Murray. That beautiful Cornell grad in the middle is J.D. Fakel. You catch him on all three, uh, hosts a hard count. Just one of the new rising college football stars Aaron JD what's up boys man that's a heck of an intro I gotta live up to that now for these next like 20-30 minutes but I appreciate it man glad to be on with y'all y'all do a phenomenal job and uh we got a great slate here this rivalry mm-hmm. week and I'm gonna jump into it yeah it is T you want me to run it a little bit I'll, I'll, I'll take over the show a little bit T-Bob kind of gets through his uh his internet what, issues right now I want, I want the fucking office and I pay for it to work like that that's, that's so, so this is this is the beauty right now for everyone complaining about t-bot cussing too much it's like perfectly bleeping out your f-bomb so like this is oh the edited version of what the people have been wanting from it's the clean version it's the clean version that's all it is of t-bot so this could actually work out very nicely for t-bot all right jd before we look at to, to this weekend um i do want to look back a little bit and and i'll start with obviously georgia and, and kind of what they've looked like the past two weeks. What is what has changed in your mind from what we saw from UGA for the first nine weeks of the season to where they are right now heading into the game for Georgia Tech this weekend? You know, I think the thing early in the year was everyone wanted to grade Georgia on last year's team because last year won the national championship. You got Stetson Benny, you got Todd Munkin, and then like – the reality was you put in some new pieces at some really important spots, your quarterback mm-hmm. and your offensive coordinator. No, by the way, working in some new pieces uh, in the secondary as well. And so it feels like exactly what we expected from a Kirby Smart coach team starting to play their best football in November. So, I mean, it's, it's not like 
Georgia is somehow playing over their head, like their roster is doing exactly what it's supposed to do in Carson Beck. Uh, I don't think the part of his brain that's supposed to process pressure works correctly because every single week the spot gets bigger, the defense is aggressive, and he just continues to ball. So uh, I don't see a whole lot of weaknesses, which is scary for them and, and for the rest of college football where they're at right now. Uh, okay, so if you're, it's, 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 when you right now obviously they're playing um dominant football Carson Beck seems to be his own completely uh how much of though them currently kind of like that national championship favorite is because they we 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 almost lack another elite team in college football this year I think it's a fair question and I think some of it too is the filter we're running it through like we haven't seen Ohio State play anybody in a minute since the beginning of the season and so they've kind of fallen off people's radar uh Michigan looked good against Penn State but we haven't seen them go toe to toe with the kind of schedule where Georgia's played all these you know ranked teams the last couple of weeks and so I think the the momentum is right now like Georgia's kind of that flavor of the month and it's hard to see in November them be so dominant and mm-hmm. not think they're going to be a national championship kind of team so I mean, y'all know this as well as anybody. It's it's such a snapshots thing, week in and week out. Like, we leave one week, and now we're saying, well, Michigan, do they have problems offensively? Are they going to be able to hang with Ohio State because they look bad against Maryland? It's like, it's so week to week we have this running definition. So, I think it's, I think it's a fair assessment. But, I mean, early in the year, we're like, hey, Ohio State beat two top ten teams. Ohio State, mm-hmm. they have a chance now to run the table. Is this the year? So, it, it's so much a flavor of the week kind of thing. Um, I think Georgia's just that flavor right now. Yeah. You, you've been in a locker room and, and you know what it is like to have a, a player led football team versus a coaching led football team. You know, I don't know how much adversity maybe some of your teams in the past have gone when it, when it comes to rattling the troops behind a common cause, but kind of Michigan is we bring up like who the, who is that next dominant team? And, and yes, it did look like Michigan for a long time. And now it's just been an absolute, I would say a, a nightmare ish situation for a team that is stacked on both sides of the football. And this is Jim Harbaugh's best team. But they're going with the off-the-field issues. Your thoughts on that bringing a team together, and at what point is it just too much to handle for a group of 18 to 22-year-old guys to, to, to not let that become too much of a distraction? You know, I think the the thing with that is we saw it seep in a little bit for the first time this week just because there mm. was so much weird with – the letdown spot and the look-ahead spot and the coach getting fired. So I think it's real. Uh, I think Michigan is probably built the best to handle a thing like this. And I'll also say this, I think the the best-case scenario, or maybe second-to-best-case scenario, I guess best-case would be you get Jim Harbaugh back on the sideline, uh, that he took the suspension. Like, it's not a thing where we're, we're talking about this week, like, hey, is, is Harvey Specter from Suits going to get Jim Harbaugh back on the sideline this week? Or are we maybe going to see him against Ohio State? It's like, Nope, he's not coaching. He's going to be at a Denny's somewhere watching the game. Yeah. Like he'll watch on TV like the rest of us. And that's going to be how they go forward. So now they have some real direction, which I think is good. Um, but last week was really the week where there was so much weirdness built into it that the way that Michigan played, I don't think is uh, an enormous surprise, just, just given the spot. But, um, yeah. in terms of locker rooms I've been in, uh, boys, we got a, we got a coaching search on our hands for our alma mater as of yesterday. So mm. I'll throw that in there. That kind of gives you a gauge for, uh, the adversity. We I mean, it's, to, up, uh, it's up my, there with A&M right actually. now. I heard, I mean, it's, 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 it's a prize position to go there. You're dealing with a bunch of Ivy league kids. That's, 
That's what I'm saying. We got to throw a bag at Dan Lanning and get him out of Eugene. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. What's the, what's the NIL situation there at Cornell? Are you like, they got uh, money to spend great. on players? Really? That's unfortunate. <laughs> not great. I think it's, I think it's resources. I think it's going to uh, a lot of the, a lot of the big brain kids that actually get into school there on their own, <laughs> which is fair. Uh, some guy says Michigan does not look dominant now. No longer has the other team's defensive plays. Have you? I mean, are we are we buying into any of this? I, I mean, it's again the correlation remains the most fascinating aspect of all of this to me in terms of like when the scheme started, when they got really good. Uh, to you saying that they double gamed Michigan's gaming, like it's I I don't know if causation is in play here. Like, I, but it's impossible not to at least like read into that connective tissue. No. Mm. Hundred percent, and I think everybody. The most interesting thing about this to me is everyone's in lockstep to a certain point of like, hey, most people agree Michigan probably cheated. If you don't think Michigan cheated, then like, there's a whole other discussion we have to have. Uh, most people would agree like that probably helped them to some degree. Okay, yes, we're all in lockstep. But then there's this fork in the road where you have some people saying, well, that's why Michigan's good. You have some people saying it had nothing to do with them. I think the the right answer, as it usually is, is somewhere in the middle with this thing. Uh, I lean more towards the fact that they just have a bunch of NFL players on that roster. Um, mm-hmm. Now, did it help in situations? Like, yeah, probably so. But I don't think they're splitting the games against Ohio State the last couple of years. I don't. I don't think that they somehow are less dominant than they have been. And uh, the the real asterisk next to this whole thing would be if they had won a national title or if they had beat TCU. And I know there's a whole thing with TCU and the signs that maybe they were they were throwing their way and getting them off the scent, but. Uh, I really do think, like, at the end of the day, it is about Jimmy's and Joe's. Does does the sign stealing help? Like, yeah, probably so. But even, I mean, I'm hearing Kirby Smart talk about it, he's like, I don't want somebody in my ear telling me to play from a defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. Like, that that would throw me off. So I think we have this thought that, like, having the signs equals to knowing exactly the next play and knowing exactly how to stop it. Like, that to me feels like a bit more of a stretch. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that Michigan's still Michigan, even without the sign stealing. Right. Uh, but it's going to be a conversation well, one way or another. Hey, I mean, Ohio we're going to see, right? Like, uh, yeah, we're gonna, look, they beat the hell out of a state uh, in bad weather in Ann Arbor two years ago. Beat the hell out of them perfect weather in Columbus. Uh, they have the better quarterback this year. The more like Michigan should win this game. And yeah. if they don't, it's going to whether or not it's accurate, it's going to be impossible for people not to say because they, it's a Besides, like therein lies the real danger of cheating. It's mm-hmm. direct lines that you can draw and how it eats away at the edges and at the integrity of the result. And it becomes the story, whereas you should just be whatever actually happened on the field. And speaking of storylines, obviously, Ryan Day at Ohio State, like he has not won this game in two years. And there's a lot of people, you know, I was I was shocked when I learned that that the fans care more about the game this weekend than they do even maybe winning a national championship. I'm like, that just doesn't make sense, but it just shows you the level of what this, this rivalry means to both those programs. If he loses, you know, I would say loses for a third straight time. Like, I don't think he's getting fired. I think that would be pretty idiotic to do. One of the best coaches you look at the wins over, over, over his tenure there at Ohio state. But if he loses not to Harbaugh, but to an assistant coach, like how does that play into the, 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 the group of Ohio state fans that are, you know, wanting to move on from Ryan Day, if they do have their third loss this weekend. Optics are bad. The optics are yeah. bad. I mean, I think what you said is perfect. Like, it's just more fuel to the fire, right? And, and this is probably, like, the most 
lose lose it could have been for Ryan Day because even mm-hmm. if they beat Michigan, well, Michigan's still holding that card of like, well, hey, our guy wasn't even on the sideline. So we run it back with Jim Harbaugh. Maybe it's different. And so I think the way that it looks probably matters. Like if it's really down to a one score game and it could go either way. Yeah. Maybe the Harbaugh being on the field is, is a talking point. Uh, but if Ohio state just beats the brakes off of them or, or Michigan beats the brakes off of them, like it probably doesn't matter who's coaching in that point. So, I mean, I think uh, with it being resume season and playoff scenario season, the word eye test comes around a lot. Like I think we got to mm-hmm. apply that logic uh, to this spot. But no, what you said, like, if you're really considering if Ryan Day is, is the right guy at Ohio State, like, my question would be, who would you go after? Ur- Urban Meyer? You want to get him out of the set and bring him back from, from Big Noon? I mean, who else are we going after if if we don't think Ryan Day is the right fit? And, w- and what right steps are we taking to, to bring that guy to Columbus? So, uh, do, we, do we truly think like Urban is a legit, like, do we do we truly feel like Urban? Because you hear him with A&M, you hear him with this job oh, and that job, and like, he should do you, do you, know do you think you should yeah, do you think do you do you personally think that he would come out of the nice cushy job? Same similar with Dan Mullen. Like I've talked with Dan a little bit. And and you know, maybe not in the recent week, he kind of just laughed off my question when I asked him, like, you get back into the game, he sent me like a little smiley face. Uh but uh, like do uh, you think those guys truly would leave the comforts? Dan ain't getting back after his tweet this past weekend, first off. Like you're gonna throw shade at another coach, your ass ain't going back to coaching. Do you think either of them could jump back in? And if which if one would, which one would it be? I think Dan Mullen probably makes more sense. The, the whole Urban Meyer thing, it feels like it would have to be like the exact right fit in the exact right like heart ties. And I don't think there's a heart tie there for for Urban Meyer. It wouldn't like he doesn't have anything to prove, right? Like going to AM and being a part of that situation with boosters and the money, like Urban Meyer's got national championships. He's got money. Like th- there's no reason for him to get out of the big new kickoff scene and mm. go jump headfirst into the, the college station situation. So uh, Dan Mullen might have a little bit more left in the tank. I think what he said is, is probably accurate with if you're uh, if you're talking that cash from the broadcast right now mm. and, and saying, you know, I don't know if we got the right guy on the hot seat in LA, probably not jumping back in the pool anytime soon, yeah. but I would probably lean that way. And uh We'll see with Urban Meyer. He's going to be a name every single time a big-time mm-hmm. job comes open, but I, I don't see it. Jimmy, it's rivalry weekend, uh, but the weekend's right around the corner. And, look, while I'm sure Georgia fans are very worried about the big matchup with Tech uh, coming up here, obviously we got LS, or Alabama and Georgia looming on. Uh, I knew that hurt for you. I, I know um, you just really wanted it to be LSU. I'm sorry, T-Bob. I wanted it to be here. LSU, too. I was so mad the Tigers all year. Today. You know I was. Whatever. The point is, uh, we're too close to it. Aaron's an LSU homer. Um, I have emotion involved all the way uh, in directions. Uh, You're kind of like an independent observer. You're the alien that can come here and look at this game and say, here's how I score it. Um, And why that to me, Kirby Smart has more national championships than he does wins. Nick Saban, do you think that changes here in two weekends? Yeah, I'm happy to be the uh, the third party here as Cornell just missed the SEC championship game this year. Yeah, apparently. Um, you know, I, I, I do. Th- the thing with this is uh, as good as Alabama is right now and as hot as they are right now, I think just how multiple Georgia is, I don't see a path to where Alabama could like expose something about Georgia. Like you look at Alabama and you say, OK, mm. If you really can make Jalen Milrow one-dimensional, uh, if you can maybe attack that secondary, they've, they've been suspect at times, even though they're much improved. Like with Georgia, I, I don't really know what you say. It, it would take something we haven't seen Georgia do to lose that game. 
And it would take, I think, seeing Alabama do something that we've seen them do at times this year for them to lose mm-hmm. that game. So uh, it, it's definitely a possibility. Like, I mean, death taxes and Nick Saban winning big games, mm-hmm. it's probably a fair way to approach life. But at the exact same time, like Georgia's just rolling right now. And I don't oh, want yeah. to totally put the blinders on and dismiss it, but they're rolling right now. Mm-hmm. I'd hit up Jerry Kill. I mean, New Mexico State beat the hell out of Auburn and Jordan Hare. I mean, what, what did Georgia win by eight? What are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's fair. Mexico's totally be fair. Transitive sports probably hit up, kill, get a little bad scouting, figure out. Get some signs. Get some signs from New Mexico State and see what we got going there and make something happen. All right. Back to back to rivalry week a little bit, too, heading into the, the games this weekend. Obviously, we have the Georgia-Georgia Tech game, which is a big rivalry game. Uh, as T-Bob likes to, to discuss that. Uh, what, what's your other big game you're looking at this weekend besides Ohio State and Michigan? Like when you think of rivalry weekend, all the great games, Egg Bowl on Thursday night, like which one are you most fascinated in watching? Hey, Florida, Florida State got a lot more interesting mm-hmm. as of Saturday night. Like two two backup quarterbacks. And uh, Florida State, like as good as they've been this year, we, we've seen them look human multiple times they were down by two scores when jordan travis left that game north alabama so you wonder now is there a sense of urgency is there a sense of you know composure still there with tate rodemaker going in the game now so that i mean that one has massive implications and billy napier gets a lot of heat which i mean it's it's fair with what they've done to this point in the season and what the, you know they expect at florida but i mean that team was pushing missouri a top 10 missouri team down to the final drive now they they snatched uh, defeat from the jaws of victory, and you can't excuse that. Uh, but I think to say Florida at home without your starting quarterback, Florida State could be a playoff team. Uh, there's so much built into that game to where I think that has to be one you watch. Uh, also, T. Bob, we got Nebraska fighting for bowl eligibility, the five and five bowl. That's going to be a big one against. Uh, I mean, I'll take the under whatever it is right now with Iowa, uh, Nebraska, but I'm uh, I'm watching that one closely as well. Mm-hmm. And it just sucks, dude. I know it's in Lincoln. I'm feeling good about that element, but I, Kirk, Kirk Ferentz is once again just reaching his his final form. I mean, they've hit the under in every single game this season, and yet they've already won the Big Ten. Well, I'll be going to win 10 games again. The man is a master at this form of football, and, 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 and like, like Nebraska's style this year just plays right in his hands. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's like, it, 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 it's kind of like we talk about with, um, Kentucky and Georgia, right? You don't just get to play pro style like hits Georgia and Kentucky and hope to win. Uh, but we'll see. But we'll see. Um, the, I think the answer is Egg Bowl, boys. And and and, and uh-huh. I love the Egg Bowl because it is a game that never has any national hopes. Like the fact that maybe it decides whether or not Ole Miss is going to be a new game is the closest thing that this game will ever get to mattering to a or bowl season or any shit like that, but it's still just an absolute at every year. Like, if you want to know what makes college football great, that quirky, unique, it's that in, like, backwoods Mississippi on Thanksgiving as, like, NFL games are on and everybody's maybe thinking about, like, the big game coming up this weekend. Two communities in Mississippi State and Ole Miss that just are in a diehard fight mm-hmm. to, that will determine jobs, moods, salaries for you become like there's so much on the line uh, at every egg bowl and that's why i love it that's why it's so fascinating to me mm. hey a whole lot uh, of camo in the crowd for that one too a lot of camera yeah, right. a lot of camouflage I, I, I just had Mississippi state this past weekend I, I don't think they survive unfortunately this is old miss getting to lane's 
second 10-win season in three years uh, after Thursday night. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Pac-12, I think two very interesting games. Who's more likely to drop the ball and look ahead to the Pac-12 championship? Washington hosts Washington State. Oregon hosts Oregon State. Washington State, big win versus Colorado. Oregon State, a tough loss to, to Washington last week. Do they bounce back? Which game are you more concerned about? Washington losing or Oregon losing? Uh, I'm more concerned about Oregon by nature of it, of it being Oregon State, and they're better up front mm-hmm. just, just purely by the nature of opponent. Uh, now, I will say this too. Washington, I've treated them like last year's TCU, like week in and week out. I feel like I'm crying wolf and saying, well, this, hey, this is the week now. This is the week where Washington, they, they drop the ball, they do this. And like every single week, I've been wrong. 
So like, I'm eventually going to like correct my train of thought here uh, with Washington state. I don't think they're able to keep pace with them when Penix is rolling, man. And they got Roma Dunze on the outside. Like if they just have that matchup and they go to the well time and time again, like, I mean, like a, like a family on during, during Christmas going to target, like every single time they're going to him, uh, it's unstoppable. And so I think that they're probably in good shape. I think they still make it to the Pac-12 title game. Uh, for the record, I like both teams to win this week, and I do mm-hmm. like Oregon to win the Pac-12. Yeah, no, for sure. Did you probably like to work to beat Washington last year? And I did. You probably like yeah. him to beat him this year in Washington. You probably like him to win the Pac-12. Chip. I mean, I guess you could just be fucking wrong for a third time in a row. Actually, <laughs> y'all are going to show some fucking respect to the team that's what now twenty two in the past twenty three. Like, I don't know what mm. was like, and and ends games in different ways. Like Michael Penix down multiple times has not had his best, and they still find a way to win. Whatever, dude. I hope my Huskies finish this fight and just for shut up everybody trying to put Oregon on this. Like, what has Oregon done, Jenny? Tell me. Like, so been, I mean, done? they blew out Utah, a team that Washington messed around what with you, at home. Give me a Utah record, J.D. Poo. Give me a Cal, excuse me. Give me a Utah record right now. <laughs> J.D. Poo. Let's see. I got fired. We can go the find them for you. I mean, <laughs> let's not act like Utah's just some just like run. Utah's the a good team, team here. Hey, hey. T. Boss is just defending his his Washington team. Yes, you are. Let's be clear about what Utah's. Utah is a mid-tier journeyman wrestler that they just use to put other teams. over. Everybody's like, oh, they beat Utah this year. Like, oh, Washington mm. beat Utah. Oh, Oregon beat Utah. Oh, uh, well, Oregon Washington beat Utah. Utah by a touchdown at home. So if they're a journeyman wrestler and Washington's messing around with them at the crib, I don't know because Oregon blew the Look, doors man, you got to give the people what they want to show, dude. So, no, like, I'm I just mean, saying. Where's Oregon's other big win? Uh, I mean, if we're freezing wins, the Colorado win at that time was good. Uh, I think the thing with me, like, it's not so much like you take the snapshot. For me, it's the way that Oregon plays. Like, in the interior, mm-hmm. they'll build, they're built like a Big Ten football team. And then you got arguably the best quarterback outside of Jaden Daniels in the country dealing, dealing the mail for him. So uh, I like the way they're built. The beautiful part about it is what we'll get to see when it comes to that Pac-12 title game. And if they're wrong, uh, or if, if they yeah. lose, I will be wrong 100%. Uh, I'm doubling down, though. I think Oregon is the better team. I think they match up better. Is it, is it similar? Is it similar, JD, to kind of how we feel about Michigan, maybe a little bit, where the eye test just is is that good at times? You kind of ignore the resume a little bit for Oregon. I mean, because we said that about Michigan, like we know Michigan's elite. They haven't played anyone, but you can just watch them say, like, man, offense looks really good. Defense is elite. You watch Oregon, you're like, our offensive line looks good. Bo looks great. Running backs great. Receivers great. Uh, defense is great. Like you can just, if you know ball, you just know that's a complete football team and the way they win games, you kind of just clump it together and say, yes, we'll, we'll screw the resume. That is one of the best teams in America. I think that's fair to say, but then I also look at games that Oregon's played. I mean, one way they looked against Utah, the way they looked against USC and I understand USC hasn't been a world beater, but they held that offense to 27 mm-hmm. when they were hot at that point in time. Um, the way they looked against uh, Washington State. I mean, they, they've just been so decisive. And I'm not trying to crown any other Pac-12 teams here. I'm just saying the way yeah. that Oregon's looked against formidable competition in Utah. And Utah still is a tough out, regardless of their record. Um, I like them a lot, like the way they're built. So I think there is. And also, I mean, we can go back to the game against Washington. On the road, uh, Oregon had a chance in, in multiple spots to, to win that game. So I don't think it's just a sizable margin where Oregon's clearly the better team in the Pac-12. But I do think hmm. it's like, in my mind, clear cut of Oregon number one and Washington number two when the dust settles. 
I get what everyone's saying on Oregon. Okay. I'll point out there though is that is the wonderful part about football is that we know and we're constantly proving that we don't because every single metric also says the state should have beat Washington. Right, they matched up perfectly with every weakness. The wonderful, mm. it was in Corvallis, and what did Washington do? They found a way to win. So who knows? Yeah, mm. maybe they can keep this thing rolling. Um, I want to a question real quick oh, for JD because yeah. you brought up the the Bo Nix and Jaden situation. This has been an interesting, obviously, debate over the past couple weeks because Jaden's in the conversation for Heisman right now. He is to me, clearly been the best player in college football. And that's kind of what the award's meant for. Who is the best player in college football? Uh, I thought T-Bob uh, tweeted out a great stat between Marvin Harrison Jr. and even the receivers, neighbor, I think it was Neighbors at LSU. It was Malik how much superior, yeah, yeah, and how much superior Neighbors has been to Marvin Harrison Jr. this year. Like, How do you view the award with just – let's just focus on those three guys. Bo Nix – so I would say Bo Nix over Michael Pennington. Bo Nix, Jaden – Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, why are we? Why are each three of them in there, and who should win it if you had to pick one? I mean, I think Jade Daniel should win it. I, th- I think when we talk about the the race itself, going back to those three, like Bo Nix, gonna have a chance to be in the college football playoff if they beat Washington. Big if, yep. you know. I, I know we, we've unpacked that. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. The way that he's played on big stages, like the Penn State game, obviously we all saw and heard Maserati Marv beaten to our brain multiple times. Um, and just we saw how dominant he is and the way that he's played in other big time, not big time spots necessarily, but the way that he's he's put up big numbers, not as good as Malik Neighbors, but there's still that that brand with him and the way that Ohio State's playing. Um, Jaden Daniels deserves the Heisman. And the thing that we're going to hear a lot is, well, hey, best player on the best team. Where did that thought even come from? And I think the answer is it came from impact. It's like, oh, okay, this player's really good. His team's really good. He's the best player. They must be good because of him. Well, when we reverse engineer that, it's about impact. Okay, so if it's yeah. about impact, Jaden Daniels take him off of LSU's team. How many wins are they getting, T Bob? Seven? Yeah. Like, like how much yeah, does he mean to LSU? Five, and he's putting up ridiculous Maybe. numbers. Like he's got LSU numbers to scale the to make a bowl game if he's on the football team. Yeah, they no, making a bowl game if he ain't on that team. Um it, it, let's be clear though, they they you know he's got to finish this fight. The entire LSU season comes down to the Texas. If they win totally. nine and three is great, and he'll probably have a very good chance of winning the high pin. The whole season completely shatters. Eight and four would be like an abject disaster uh, around these parts. The one thing I would say, Marvin Harrison Jr., I get it. He's them, but I would give the Bolitnikoff to um, Franklin. But wait, am I screwing up his name out of Oregon? Why is Troy Franklin? Troy Franklin. Okay, my bad, boys. Get it. Uh, I mean, Troy Franklin. I think Roma Dunze has had more of an impact. Members, um, I could get into Luther Burden. Like, I don't even got to go like Malik Neighbors, who statistical category like Marvin Harris Jr. awesome player four games with 35 yards or less none of those other guys get shut down that much. four mm-hmm. games now with well, it's not like he's got shut down. down it's not like he's got shut down it's just he doesn't have a good quarterback I think that's that's the biggest thing I knew him from that you're getting more numbers this is not an Ohio State team where you okay the quarterback has gotten better enough okay. but I'm not defending but, him here I don't think he should get the highs yeah. I'm just saying like it's not he's been shut down necessarily no, I, don't I don't think, think he, he has the guy throwing to him he oh, he's he that either. No. I think also, you're not relying on Marvin Harrison Jr. the same way. Like Malik Neighbors, no. every week, he, he's got to get buckets. Mm. Otherwise, like the LSU uh, as a whole isn't rolling. I mean, Oregon no, the same way. They're dealing with Baltimore a fair amount. From a dude's this last weekend, like Penix threw for like 160 and then at like 
Nubbit and two touchdowns just go to Rome. Like, <laughs> you yeah. put that team on it to win it. So again, when you're when you're critiquing greatness, if you're talking shit, Martin Harrison Jr. is awesome. I'm not saying that. There's just a little like, too much hype behind him on the award trail versus what the actual numbers. And if your argument is like, oh well, Kyle McCord sucks. Like, I, I don't have a very strong argument. I, I feel for Harrison, like that sucks. Yeah. But I don't know if that puts you over guys with better numbers. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I will say on this stage here with Michigan before we before we move on, uh, yeah. if he goes for like a buck fifty and three touchdowns, that's gonna be that's gonna that's gonna be hard for us all to forget. And statistically, oh, it totally makes sense. But st- I mean, it's a stages award, which is why Jane Daniels is fighting right now to get into it. Why, if Bo Nix balls out this weekend and then balls out and beats Oregon on that stage, there's a very good chance that Jane Daniels. Yeah, Bo, 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 Bo Nix has Bo Nix. Unless, unless Ohio State wins this weekend, like Bo Nix has the best chance to make multiple Heisman moments over the next two weeks. Yes, multiple, which is why he's a favorite right now. But people, I, people believe in Oregon over Washington, so they think it, it's going to be because of him that they win the Pac-12. And probably if he does that, then yeah, he, he probably gets it. I still think Jaden's the better quarterback. So unfortunate. Uh, yeah, unfortunate. LSU's defense, fucking garbage. Boys, they're so bad. They're so bad. It's unbelievable. Um, JD, thank you so much for joining us, man. JD Bikel on three, one of the rock stars in college football. We'll have to do it again when I'm not a furious, angry man. I am really apologetic that I'm just in an awful mood today. The internet's caused me a aneurysm, but um, you look beautiful. Your smile looks great. I've always been with your chin structure. I mean, just like facial structure, top 10 in the country. Um, wow. JD, thank you so much. I agree. Yeah, your 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 six facial structure on wow. my list. I, I appreciate uh-huh. that. I sincerely that's, appreciate that's that. A, that's a big uh, for one man to another. Mm. Yeah, I do. I pre- I mean, coming from from y'all, that means a lot. And uh, I'm excited. <laughs> we'll have to chop it up again here. Uh, Pac-12 title weekend. So I appreciate. I mean, y'all. yeah. Look at that smile, dude. Are you kidding me? You talking about my smile, smile, right? My my smile, right? My yeah, not yeah. you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Um, yeah, thank you, JD. Okay. You're the man. We'll, Appreciate we'll it, boys. Again in the future. Thank you. Man, go follow him on Twitter. Check out his show on YouTube every single day. I'm sorry, boys. I, I just, you know, look, we got a Snaps community. We're tight here. I just got to be honest. I feel mm. like I'm a furious ball of rage. Like, I, I just want to punch something right now. I want to hit a hole in the wall. Um, well, you fix it. We'll get back tomorrow. That was a great interview with JD. And um, we'll be. Snaps minus the internet issues tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Because we got so good to talk about, dude. Like, there's since Cam Rising coming back, Sam Pittman's back. Uh, yes. Jordan Travis news, which sucks. We reacted to Sunday. Uh, and massive thank you to um, <laughs> what happened, T Bob? Like, we're talking about Greg. T-Bob, your audio is pretty awful. I'm fucking wrong, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing my god dang mind over here, dude. Oh, Aaron looking like a handsome Squidward. Who is Squidward? Who is Squidward? Have you never watched SpongeBob? What do you mean? SpongeBob SquarePants. Have you ever? But seriously, though, have you ever seen an episode of SpongeBob? Yeah, when I was like very, very young. It's been a minute. Been a minute. Oh, I have really? to bring it back a little, man. Hell yeah. Handsome Squidward was was great. I mean, he was all jacked. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
Formal Squidward's not very good looking. I would not. Mm, T Bob had his internet installed by the defensive coordinator from LSU. Damn you, Matt House, you motherfucker. <laughs> it cursed me enough this fall. You saved the final coup de grace for here last week of the season. Oh, look, I do want to go with a couple of thoughts. Uh, but first, shout out to our friends at DraftKings. Thanksgiving week, boys. Can you believe that we're this deep in the NFL season? Well, check it out. We got to make every second count. And with the DraftKings Sports Recap, you can make the most out of every game day. You can bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. And right now, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on any NFL matchup. That's right. Any NFL matchup right now, $5, you get $150 instantly in bonus bets. You want to bet your hometown team, you want to be away. It's all there for you. And remember, if you're returning customers, always great game day deals and boosts and offers going down on the DraftKings app. And you can always do your multi-game or same-game parlay. So get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You download the app now. Use the code TBOB. Okay, if you're a new customer, T-B-O-B, new customers, $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code T-Bob. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. The eligibility Supply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Um, <laughs> I hate you all. Go on the chat very much. Mm. But, but, I, but, I, but I, I, I hate you all. God, really, I love you. Uh, mm. Thank you, everyone, for subscribing. Road to 9K continues. We'd love to see that continue. And um, it's look, make, I, make, please, please make, please make T Bob feel better by hitting the, the like button. Just give him yes, a thumbs up. Would, Just give T Bob a big cool. thumbs up so he doesn't destroy his office in the next five minutes when this ends. Mm. Is T Bob mm. stuttering or is it his internet? T Bob sucks. Go Ducks, guys. I'm not even talking shit about Oregon. If I'm objective, like I get what you're saying. I probably think Oregon's going to win. I'm just pointing out that. This surety needs to be countered by the fact that we keep probably Washington's going to lose, and all they do is keep winning. That's all I'm saying. And Caleb has much more of a head coaching resume in big games to fall back on than does Dan Landing. Mm. Same boy. No duck hate. Ducks are awesome, dude. Um, <laughs> I love you too. You're my favorite greasy Texas hater. Hell yeah, dude. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Unfortunately, we got to call it. Um, and I will. Uh, I will figure this out by tomorrow. You have my promise. And if it's not, then I'm just going to quit snaps. And we're just not going to do that anymore. <laughs> Don't and, do that. Don't do that. Right, we get it going. Um, yes, Michigan is stealing my signal first. Be a very, a very good call. Do you know Thanks, it's 420. Okay, we'll be back tomorrow. The Volume. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.